What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is A View From The Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 24th of January, 2023. My name is Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load more of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, well, the Giants took a commanding lead in Wednesday for the second leg of the Challenge Cup semi-final against Guildford. But it was a mixed weekend overall with a defeat in Cardiff and a storm and comeback win in Nottingham. We'll get to those games shortly. Sam Rupp is our guest on the fan agenda, fresh from his selection for Team GB. Uh, we have a bit of news and it's another big week for the Belfast Giants, that second leg of the Cup coming. And uh, a little matter of the Sheffield Steelers in town for two games this weekend. Um, Mr. Jimsey, how are you doing? I'm not Have a little gig with yourself? Uh, somebody's typing a message there. It's just made me smile. I've had that. <laughs> Um, I'm doing all right, Paddy. Actually, what I was looking at today, I was doing the stats earlier on. Um, week 19, and we generally have about 30 weeks, like we're two thirds away through a, what's turning mm-hmm. into a quite exciting season. Not much room for error anymore, however. So, uh, looking forward to getting tucked into some chat. I'm delighted to be joined by a man fresh off the plane from New York City, making us all feel a lot very, very jealous. Mr. Kitchen, how are you? I'm all right, Patrick. Um, how was uh, how was the Big Apple? First time ever been, and it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's it's a massive, massive city, which I'm sure you're well aware of. But it, you know, for four days there, it's it's uh, it's only um, you only see a small part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would definitely look to go back again for sure. A nice bit of ice skating in Central Park on the Woman Rink. It was brilliant, really, really good. We were we were told to go to. There's one in Brand Park, which is near. Yes, um, behind the behind the public library. Yeah, and then there's one uh, at the Rockefeller Center, which is like an ice cube. Um, mm-hmm. So we uh, we did the one at the, the Central Park, and it was it's just different experience. I mean, I've, I've skated out there before in in Toronto, um, in the like in a snowstorm, which was just brilliant. <laughs> but uh, to do it with Jasmine as well for the first time was was um, something which uh, you know I'm not forgetting the hurry. One of my favorite places in the world, man. I love it. Well, I'm glad, glad you had a good time. Glad you had a good time. Right. We're well, stuck okay, in. We're actually going to get the, yeah. before, before we're stuck in. How's the jet lag since you've been back? It's, it's no problem at all, mate. No, absolutely no issue whatsoever. Um, just can't sleep. Um, so, you know, if, if I can manage to start <laughs> sleep, but okay. I, was, I, was, I went to bed at about quarter past, no, about quarter to ten last night. Just could not get to sleep. Um, and then I realized the Leafs were playing. So I got up and sat up there about 20 past three. Um, and by that stage, I still couldn't sleep, so I went to bed at about half three. And I, I just remember waking up at 10 to 7 for work, but um, that's it. Like, so, uh, chop chop, let's get this over with because I'm tired tonight. <laughs> and on that note, right, let's get cracking. We're going to get to the games shortly, but obviously, Friday is uh, is Pride Night, uh, with regards to the Belfast Chance. We're delighted. To welcome back to Views from the Bridge, coming to us live from Texas, Laura Small. How are you doing? Hello, I'm great, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, doing really well. How's Texas? Um, Texas is great, but it's currently in a tornado warning right now. So, mm-hmm. yay! That's just because you're there. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Friday is uh, is Pride Night for the Belfast Giants. Yes. So Friday we'll be taking part <coughs> in the league-wide initiative um, for Pride Weekend, well, Pride Week even. And we're just finishing off on the Friday with it. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with our already existing ethos of in the land of the giants, everyone is equal, but it doesn't help to keep reinforcing these things because there's lots of different things that make people different 
not just our religions, our sexuality, our race, our political belief, just loads of different things. So it's important that we keep on just helping people feel included in our sport. Our chosen pride charity this year will be Cara Friend. Don't know if anybody knows much about Cara Friend. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really. Um, but one of our, well, I'm not sure if it's one or a couple of our own fan base have had help and support from Cara Friend. So when we have something like that, it's, for us, I feel like it's important to give back to, to a charity that's maybe helped somebody within. So if we can link up with people who have a real meaningful like, connection to a charity, I think it, it means even more. So I'm sorry if there's an echo. There's like no walls in here. It's really bizarre. <laughs> um, so Cara Friend has been supporting people from the LGBTQI plus community since 1974. And they do lots of different support services. But one of the big things they do is education and school projects, school services. So they go into schools and they work with, um, I, think, I think it's mainly in secondary schools, with um, secondary schools to educate people and have a, like an anti-bullying, anti anti-bullying campaign Wrong in Texas. So, I know Lord. Um, an anti-bullying campaign because bullying is bullying it doesn't matter <laughs> what what it's about but their program does highlight um, about anti-homophobic um, bullying anti-trans bullying it's just it's helping people understand a bit better because it is new to a lot of people and they're not sure how to deal with things so they do a lot of that um, and I think that will help people in the future then if they're educated better when they're younger so they're going to be our charity partner. They're going to have a bridge. They're going to have a table on the bridge, sorry, where you'll be able to go and ask some questions if you're if you have any problems for yourself or you're worried about someone, or if you're say you're a teacher at the game and you'd like them to come um, and come to your school and give their talk. And we'll be having shirt off the back. As always, it's going to be a fantastic night. But also, that's not just the only thing going on, Laura. Our partner with Action Cancer is ongoing. Yes, so Action Cancer are our charity partner for the year. And we're going to be having a bit of a night for them on 4th of February. So Action Cancer is a local-based charity. They are going into their 50th year um, of providing services in Northern Ireland. I didn't know much about it until actually over the pandemic. Um, I know we always see that, not always, but the cancer, action, can, action cancer shops. Um, um, sometimes you might see the big bus if you go to like Balmoral um, show, but the work they do from their headquarters alone is incredible. It offers so many services. They offer um, breast screening for people who fall out of the age bracket in the NHS, which I think is 50 to 70. So from 40 to 49 or after 70, if you're worried or just for good health, you can go and get a, a breast screening there. They offer health checks. They offer uh, lots of different types of therapeutic services. And they are actually just launched a new um, skin cancer detection. Skin cancer, particularly melanoma within Northern Ireland has trebled um, in the last couple of years. So this is a great um, service that they offer. They offer it to over 18s um, who are worried about any kind of changes in moles or lesions. They also work with families um, from children the age of five, right? Whenever people in your someone in your family gets a diagnose, cancer diagnosis, they're there right from the start, right to the end, and they support the family. The services they do are, my goodness, incredible. They have to raise four million a year to be able to provide these services, and they rely on lots of charity partners like ourselves. But Musgrave is a huge charity partner for them, but then also through the shops, through bucket collections, through all different types of fundraising. So we're going to be having a warm up. Uh, shirt off the back for them. The shirts look fantastic. And um, they'll be on the 4th. And then we're also going to Action Cancer on Tuesday for some of the boys to have health checks and see about the services firsthand and how they help us. Simon and I have both been for a health check. Um, and it was really good. And they're so lovely. And they just tell you like little things to help improve your cholesterol or your blood pressure. It's not a cancer detection. You don't go to find out if you've got some kind of cancer. That's not what it is. But it's it's a fantastic service. So we'll be having some activities on the day. So just keep your eyes out on social for some other things that will be happening on the fourth of February. Paddy, one of our largest mentioner. We we went um, probably about six months ago now, isn't it? Um, 
I think we're supposed to go back, but we haven't got around yet. We haven't got a day off yet. Thanks, Steve. Um, but uh, well, we um, enough. We have to go back. Tell the truth. Well, I, no, I lost the. How's New York now. says? New York doesn't help me. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but you know, it, it, it's it's definitely well worth it. I mean, it, it's, it only takes about 15, 20 minutes. Um, and if you do go along, you know, they you can get it for free if you want to. But they, you know, they they do appreciate any donation which we anybody can put their way. So. Um, if you do go along, stick something in the envelope. We'll even give you the envelope themselves. Uh, it's definitely well worth it for sure. It is a case, you know, especially when it comes to cancer detection and cancer prevention, that so many elements of your of your lifestyle of how, on how healthy you keep yourself will be preventative towards that. And I, I assume when you go for one of these health checks, they give you the sort of advice as to, to how to keep yourself in a good way and, and keep cancer beyond the door. Yeah, they're really good. They'll give you lots of advice. We also had them in back in November with the boys. They did it during um, November from Men's Health. So they talked about the major cancers for men, the major cancers for women, and what you can do in your life to try to avoid, well, lessen your chances of getting them. So they'll do that with you at the health check too, or any, and they'll just generally answer any concerns that you have. And they're so lovely and make you feel really at ease. Like they just, they couldn't have been, I couldn't, honestly couldn't speak highly enough of it. That's part of the reason we followed up with them then. Just the wonderful experience that both Simon and I had with them was really great. Fantastic. And all that's on the on the 4th of February. So keep people keep an eye out on the 4th of February. One other thing, Laura, as I know, something that you're you're passionate about is, and it's not necessarily to do with the, the giants themselves, but fostering. Fostering, yes. I know it is a bit like not from our normal stuff, but we have a platform. And if we can try and help people, we should try our best. So we just want to give a little mention about fostering. Fostering February, like Fostering February is a sort of annual campaign in the Fostering um, Network. There are 4,000 children in Northern Ireland in the care system. And right now there is a, just a massive, massive shortage of foster carers. This leaves kids just kind of bouncing between house to house, you know, like emergency, emergency care what chance do you have to develop properly or get your life back on track if you can't get a permanent safe, not even permanent, but just a safe and secure place for a while to get like, get a chance at life, really. So I would ask people, if, if you're in a position, like if, and I'm, I know that loads of people are not, and I'm not trying to have a go at anybody. I'm just saying, if this is something you've maybe been thinking about, I like guess something I've been thinking about, if it's something you've been thinking about or talking about this has made you think about it, there's so many different organizations that you can go to. There's uh, Kinder Care, the Fostering Network, Belfast Trust, Bernardo's, um, just obviously a Google search will tell you all these things too, but just, I always wanted to bring some awareness to it when we have this opportunity, and that's all. Absolutely, so so important as well, like you say, you have that platform and to be able to put, raise awareness for things like fostering and, and fostering adoption as well. It's you know there are so many children out there who don't get the right start in life or a fair start in life, and and there are so many kind people out there who have brought people in for fostering or brought people in for adoption. But it's uh, yeah, if we can raise a bit of awareness to that, it'd be fantastic. Before we let you go, Laura, how's Mitzi? She's great, Mitzi. She's great. Come here, we please. Come here, we sexy. <laughs> but they actually had a foster kid. He was Peruvian Dutch. Peruvian Dutch. I know. Wow. And imagine bringing him to Bangor in 1979. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come here. Oh, she's got that there in along. Here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Don't miss it. Come and say hello to the wee people. Yeah, here she comes. Cup of tea and everything. Come on here, we say, okay, just say a quick hello. Thank you, it's more than you bargained for, lads. Just say hello to the wee people. Hello. Hi, Mitzi, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. It's really good to see you. There's an answer to your questions. This is given to the office that we're in right now, where he used to do all his work, and we have many hours of conversations about players coming in players like in a season just games in general i'm sure jim didn't know a thing about us <laughs> <laughs> until he met the giants fantastic yeah. and, and now his banner hangs from the ssa arena 
Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you eat critters. <laughs> so where are you all? Are you okay, all not Battle Day. It's not that. <laughs> are you all in different places? No. Oh, yes. Scattered all over the place, Mitzi. But, oh, Lord, here comes Big John. We've got to cut this. <laughs> well, we're here all <laughs> <Thanks. in. laughs> We're live. Is there a big John coming in now as well? No, no, it's just John, Mitzi and I, but no, he's not coming on. Did you tell you? It's tornadoing here. You've got to cut us off here, lads. Hi, Mitzi. Listen, Laura, listen, we really appreciate Thanks, Mitzi. Lovely to have Mitzi on. Really appreciate your time, Laura. And um, yep, so we've got Pride on on Friday. We've got the uh, Action Cancer on the 4th of February. And uh, and then obviously we're trying to raise a bit more awareness for fostering as well. Laura, lovely to see you. Enjoy your time out there in Texas. I'll leave tomorrow. Home in time for the Pride weekend. Good, good. Take care. Bye, everybody, thanks for your time. Appreciate it as always. You guys are the best. Bar Simon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic to have Laura on as always. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be pushing, pushing up more of that on Twitter and the likes. But thanks to Laura for, for joining us all the way from Texas. And, and, and great to see Mitzi as well. Um, right, boys, let's get stuck into the games. The Belfast Giants last Wednesday undertook some um, Challenge Cup semi-final action over in the Spectrum in Guildford, where they took on the Flames. And for the first time this season, they took a victory over the Guildford Flames. Uh, as I bring up the stats, it was 4-0. Uh, Giants goals coming from Goodwin, Conway, Cooper, and Goodwin with his second uh, of the night. Jackson Whistle was Nets. A 13 shot shutout. And Eamon McAdam on the other side, 22 shots on, uh, four goals against referees of Tom Perring and Liam Sewell. Um, Davey, it was our first win over oh. Guildford, uh, first win over Guildford of the season. Um, the aspects of this, which were, I found very impressive, not least limiting them to 13 shots in their own barn. Yeah, look, the games have been tight enough in Guildford and. Um... I was dying at one of them myself and we probably should have taken a win away that night. We just we came out every bit of a slow start that night, as has been the case on, on certain nights, and we, we went one down quickly, and then you're uphill chasing the whole time. But um, there was a lot to like about this game. Um, defensively, pretty solid. Obviously, coming up with a shutout tells you who we were, but there was a lot of shots blocked, um, some nice goals scored, and I just think that it was one of those... It was one of those nice team performances that we've been we've been crying out for for a while, and you know everybody going the same way for sixty minutes and right to the sixty minute. I think we scored twice in like the last ten minutes of the game. And when you get two 0 up and you're in a semi final, you have a second leg to come at home. You could be you know you wouldn't be criticised for like shutting the door and just taking that two 0 away, but you know they kept going. They got a couple of power plays later on. A couple of silly players from the Guilford Flames, especially that with only five or six seconds to go. Sam Rips gone through one on none and. I think it's Markland takes a dive and sort of hack whack at him. It's a terrible, you know, you've seen one the other week there. Mark Garside takes a two-minute slashing call, and that's that's the equivalent. You know, they get two-minute penalty for that. For me, it should have been more, but, um, you know, the game goes, and it's it's 4-0, and those things are hopefully jotted down for another day. Uh, is that the first time they've been shut out this season? I think it is. I think it is, yeah. So you'd need, yeah. To, you'd need to ask a stats person about that. I don't know. <laughs> but your take on it says, you know, obviously it's like Davy says, it's been it's been such so tight against Guildford who still sit top of the elite league. To take such a command and lead back into Wednesday's night game is is an incredible positive. Yeah, well, I mean again, when you get a gift given to you like the first goal, um, don't get me wrong, you had to do yeah. well to finish it off. You know, you've got to take those opportunities. And Davy touched on it there a minute ago or so, you know, that we have played well when we played Guildford. Uh, unfortunately, just coming out the wrong end of a of the scoreline every time. Um, but you know, last season we went. I'm pretty sure we went six and zero against them last year. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those ones where it, it's you know we are playing very well at the minute. Um, yeah, you could beat against Nottingham. It was a good response to get that win um, on the Wednesday in in Guildford and, and to come away with a four 0 lead. It sort of puts you in a commanding position. However, it's one of those ones where a lot of these guys in this team on, on both teams aren't used to playing two games for a value of one result. So it's one we need to be very, very careful. The first period tomorrow night is absolutely crucial. They've got to come out and they've got to go at us. 
Um, and with the 4-0 lead, it sort of gives you that little bit of a chance to maybe get something in behind them. But they're capable of getting a the result. There's no doubt about that. Um, and just like last week, you know, you, you talk about guys stepping up and, and you know, when you get your captain scoring two goals um, and, you know, and Scott Conway, you know, coming up with a um, another marker and, and Mark Cooper getting on the board, it's it's fantastic. Um, you, you sort of rely on that top line an awful lot this season. Um, and while over the last month or so, Ben Lake has done, you know, taking massive strides to try and take that responsibility away, it was last Wednesday night was just calling out for, for somebody to, to let you, you know what, get on my shoulder. We're going here. We, we need to get the result. And Jackson coming up massively, just watching that and, and seeing the save that he came off with there uh, was absolutely outstanding. But, you know, it got a little bit niggly just as the hit showed there, the high sticking on on um, Josh Roach. And then uh, you had the, the slash, slash on Sam Ruop, which I'm sure we'll, we'll go on the chat to Sam about later on. You know, that's a dangerous, dangerous play. It's a two-hand slash. Am, am I overreacting to say he could have broke a bone in his ankle? No, I'm not. No, I don't think so. Two seconds I'm left. Quite surprised I didn't see anything from Dops. I, I don't know if Dops have lost their password for Twitter. I have no idea. Um, but look, do you want people suspended? No, you don't. Yes. Uh, you don't, yes. David. The, the big thing about it is this. Yes, yes if, it's, it's, the, this if it carried over. If, if it had carried over against us in the second leg, I would have wanted Absolutely. the same step. But it, there's no point. They were, their next game was against the Cardiff Devils, so what's the point? That, this is the point. Yeah. I, I mean, agree, yeah, I agree with that. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it, it's 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 one of the ones where, you know, it, it sometimes it doesn't make sense with regards to the suspensions, even if it Dops looked at it and there's nothing done with it. And then, you know, the Twitterverse goes nuts over the Chance fans are raging, Guildford fans are laughing, everybody else is just taking Guildford's side. It is what it is. You just... You know, you, you basically get up and get on with it. Um, do you think that Stan, you know, Sam was hurting for the next couple of games? Yeah, I do. Um, but I've seen it today. Seems all right. And uh, we move on. Uh, let's have a look at what the reaction was from the coaches. Disappointed, obviously. Um, Four nil loss at home in the first leg of the cup. Um, but the recap of the game, I thought first nine ten minutes was okay, and then obviously the mistake leads to the first goal, and you know nobody goes out there to make mistakes. It happens, and then the momentum changed. I felt after that, and you know I think it just gave Belfast that lift, and then they played on the front foot, and two nil. You're thinking, okay, you know it's obviously it's a six uh, period game, um, but then again, just uh, I don't know. It it was tough because I just I, I never felt tonight we played with that energy that we have been playing with. Um, whether that's tiredness, fatigue, I don't know. Um, but we certainly, we certainly didn't look um, that energetic like we have been in some of these games. And then obviously the um, the accidental high stick and penalty gives them a four minute, and then they score again four nil. Um, but you know we have to try and take some positives out of the game. And four nil, yeah, it is. It's a mountain to climb, but um, we've just got to go in there and uh, try and you know do what we've been doing all year and play our game and. Hopefully we'll, we can capitalise on some chances and get back in the tie. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's a big ask. We will certainly take that. Uh, you know, we thought you know more so than the result. I thought like the whole process of the game. I thought was great from our guys and everybody bought in. Was kind of pulling the rope and uh, that everybody contributed. Um, we're battling to get pucks out or block shots on the PK and. Like I said, everybody from the goalie right out. Uh, everybody played a role tonight, and that was nice to see. Thanks to Lee for those. Um, the highlights from that game, uh, of course, are from Flames TV, and the, we'll talk about the uh, the second leg later in the show. We go on to the game that took place on Friday night against the Cardiff Devils, the Belfast Giants. I don't know where they came up. I stuck around before it, was, it didn't fly back, I assume. I assume they just stuck around and went straight to Cardiff for the game on Friday. Unfortunately, it was a 4-1 victory for the Cardiff Devils. Fournier, Britain... Uh, Martin and Cox with the empty netter were the uh, goal scorers for the Devils with Will Cullen, the only goal for the Belfast Giants. Jackson Whistle in net, 24 shots, three goals against. And uh, Taron Cozen, 41 shots, one goal against. Chris Wells and Stefan Hogarth were your two referees, says. Um, all the damage that was done in the first 10 minutes of this game. Yeah. Um, 
we we can't and Adams I know he's Adams addressed this and um you know it, it's you can't keep on giving up two three goals to get games started and yes we are a good team and, and coming back is, is something that we've been strong with over the last while but you just can't keep on giving two and three goal leads up you know that I watched that game back I, I didn't get to see the game at the time and I watched the game back um in the hotel um like I think it was the next night um but you know I don't want to say Cardiff bullied us in the first 10 minutes but Cardiff bullies in the first 10 minutes that, that's mm. what it looked like and you know that's there, there's some big bodies in that team and they they did what makes them successful and and we just couldn't deal with it in the first 10 minutes you know they, they get three goals up um we sort of again we woke up we started to play and we, we actually played really well for the rest of the game I thought we you know we, we had chances to get back into the game obviously getting the one goal back the three one uh, and then giving a goal up because you're making you're taking chances getting defensemen to jump up into the play and trying to you know move forward again but it's it, it was one of the games where it's uh maybe it was just I think Adam mentioned after the game maybe fatigue played a little bit uh, because we've played a lot of hockey in the last few weeks, played Wednesday night again on the road, um, and and the Cardiff Devils are playing very well as well. Look, don't forget we pumped them six or eight weeks earlier, nine three, and they would not have forgot that. Hockey players don't forget stuff like that, so they would have been absolutely buzzing to get on the ice in this game. So was I? Was I? Was I mindful of it? Yeah. Was I surprised at their start? Not really. Um, you know, again, it, it's one of the ones where they just want and they needed to get out and, and try and put their foot in the throat. And they did that for, as I say, the first 10 minutes. But as the game went on, I thought we got stronger. We just couldn't find them in. I think the numbers show that as well, Davey. That we, we fairly outshot them in their own rink. We put a lot of rubber on Cozen, but we just couldn't find a way back. Yeah, we left ourselves too big a hill to climb in that first 10 minutes. Um, thought we came out a little bit back foot. We All three goals, really. Um, I think defensively as a unit, we've got to be boxing out there a little bit better. Um, all three are, you know, first ones from a, a guy in front, other two are greasy rebounds that, you know, we haven't dealt with the, the secondary scoring opportunity. Forney has got in there in the first one. And we've just left ourselves too, too much of a hill to climb. Coach has obviously called a... A timeout at the third and and let the boys know that you know a big effort was needed to get back in this game and to be fair and as sam's already mentioned like we tilted the ice in that arena in the second period it's something like 20 shots to four and the, the, now saying that okay cardiff it's gone into a slightly different game plan then but they kept they were hard on us all night you know they were they they didn't give us the neutral zone whatsoever through their forcing long stretch stretch passes all night to sometimes that you know that, that weren't on for us, you know, whenever we didn't allow us any sort of control breakout at all. And so it was difficult for us to get anything going. But when we got possession of that puck, like we put a lot of rubber on Cozen and perhaps that's something to look at as well. You know, Cozen got a good look at, you know, 18 or 19 of the 20 shots that were coming through on him, didn't have an awful lot of traffic in front. So little things, you know, it's been talked about for a number of weeks now about slow starts on certain nights is, is going to catch up. And this is one of those nights where we just left ourselves too much to do. And Cardiff were able to manage the game out. You know, they got, we really dominated that second period and, and a good bit of the second half of the first period. Third period was a bit more of an even game. And obviously they're able, able to come up and pop in the empty netter when we've gone all out to try and get that second goal. But one of those for someone that would analyze stats and if they were just handed that stat sheet and said tell me what the score of the game is without knowing you know it was a it was a win for the belfast giants and unfortunately it's one of those nights and it's kind of like there was a couple of games last season that obviously the season ended well for us but it started in cardiff with a couple of wins that would that's still great on me like whatever it is a year and and three or four months later 16 17 months later those two two win losses sorry at the start of the season last year and and Cardiff are still bizarre to me how it happened. But look, I think for 50 minutes of that game, we were either better or, or right in it, five on five with Cardiff. Just that first 10 minutes killed us. And that was just story of the night. Not there was lots that there was lots and lots to like. And it's it's funny to say, you know, there was lots to like about a loss, but we actually played really well. But too much, too much to do after 10 minutes, unfortunately.
Yep, I am muted. Yeah, not going to linger too much on this game. Here, uh, here comes the thoughts. Yeah, we focused on our start and we got off to a good one. Um, got the crowd into it right away. They're allowed as usual. Um, you know, getting those, uh, getting that goal to go and just kind of, we felt like we took it to them in the first. Um, you know, but then Belfast pushed back in the second pretty hard. We, uh, I don't know how much puck possession we had, but um, we bent and. You know, it felt like uh, we got some big saves and, and, you know, we weathered the storm. And the third period was kind of uh, a bit more back and forth, um, you know, but uh, we obviously had our lead that we wanted to protect. So the guys uh, overall, I thought, played really well and really satisfied with that win. Exactly that. You know, the first 10 minutes, uh, I thought we were looking looked hesitant we were on our, our heels most of that first 10 minutes you get uh, you spot them a three goal lead uh we start to play there probably from the second period on for real uh look more like ourselves in the second period we had our chances to to bring that game back we didn't take them and uh i thought we looked a little bit fatigued there in the third period and i thought cardiff competed hard there to to kill that game off Sorry, Simon, I cut you off there. What were you going to say? Something? Can't remember. <laughs> good, good. Highlights of this game came from uh, Devils TV. Uh, we'll have Sam Rupp coming in just a few minutes, but before we get to him, let's, uh, let's have a quick look at the successful game that took place in Nottingham on, um, I can't remember, Saturday or Sunday. I Saturday. Saturday. It was a, a 5-3 yeah. win for your Belfast Giants. And, well... Similarly to the night before, um, we went 3-0 down with uh, Anderson Welchik. Can't do it. Welchik. Welchka. Welchka. There we go. I'll do. And Ferrara putting the Nottingham Panthers 3-0 up at home, but the Giants came roaring back soon after that. Mark Cooper with two. Grant Cooper with a third. Scott Conway with fourth. And then the empty netter for Ben Lake made it 5-3 on the road. Uh, Tyler Beskarowani and that's 35 shots on, three goals against. Alex DeBow, the other side, 43 shots on, four goals against. And it was the Sewells, Liam and Joe, who were the two referees. And uh, Davey, 3 0 down again, but a very different outcome. Yes, um, just talking about funny um, Friday night down in Cardiff was at it, and we went 3 0 down, and uh, the guards wanted hot dogs, so we took them down at the period break. But Adam Keith had called his timeout. Um, just prior to that, um, on Saturday night, we went 3-0 down and I called a timeout of my own and went to the kitchen to make a cup of tea just to get away from the laptop <laughs> for five minutes. And uh, in that time, Mark Cooper got us one back, which was great. Uh, and from then, from then on, it was like a, a really strong performance. At 3-2, um, Besco has made a great save. Uh, the Panthers have missed an opportunity as well could, to make it 4-2 and the Giants have gone down the ice and you know tied the game up. And fr- from there... You know, we never looked back. It was a pretty strong performance. A lot of really good opportunities on the bow. A lot of great A chances as well. But this is Tyler Beskarwani had a really, really strong game, and 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 that's as well. Good to see that back. Because um, you know, seeing a bit of criticism unwarranted, perhaps on on Twitter from the weekend before with the loss to, even though it's a penalty shootout loss. So good for him to get the the big W there, ninety third in his Belfast Giants career. So good to see him back between the pipes and winning games again. So, um. Mark Cooper, you know, we, we, we were talking to coach on, on Saturday night about it during the game. And, and and Grant Cooper as well, real strong players, the net, driving the net. And, you know, Simon will come with the, the, the cliches and all, you know, go, go to the net and good things happen. And, and that happened for Grant Cooper, really strong play from him. Mark Cooper getting from Scott Conway going into the dirty area and getting a, a goal. Just what we're talking about, actually, from what we didn't have, perhaps on... Friday night down in Cardiff where you know Cozen got a lot of rubber on him but nothing in front of him the guys went to the blue paint and they got rewarded for it and you know and then Ben Nick's obviously able to come up shorthanded with the the empty netter at the end just to, to seal the victory but again lots and lots to like about this performance apart from the first uh you know few minutes of the game and and, and going into the second period but it's well worth the win well worth the victory I think that's exactly it, isn't it? The, 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 we went 3-0 down, we sort of regrouped, and then as the game went on, it just built and built, and we got stronger and stronger. And you know, the two goals from you know, Mark Cooper going to the net, Grant Cooper driving the net, it just, it just built and built, and, and Nottingham had no answer for it. Look, 
Mark Cooper, um, you know, I've seen another tweet because he's mentioned it maybe two or three times, actually a hell of a lot more times than two or three. Uh, Neil Russell has basically said that Mark Cooper is one of the best players in the league. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely none. And he literally dragged us back into this game. Um, you know, when he, he basically stepped up and, and got the first goal. And Davey just touched on it there about the save from Beskarwani for... Uh, it, it actually, I think it would have made it 4-1, David. I think it was Mark Cooper's second goal, wasn't it? The second goal of our game. And here it is here. Well, you just missed it. But, um, you know, that save from Beskarwani was absolutely outstanding. But if you watch the play from Lewis Hook, he comes down low to pick the puck up, gets a quick out the the Mark Cooper from just in, just inside the blue line. But Hookie doesn't stop. You know, Hookie is busting his gut to get down and get a bit of space opened up for him as well. It's a great move by Lewis Hook. Um, and a really quick shot, which caught DeBow on a wires. And to get it back to 3-2, instead of going 4-1 down, that, that, was, that was our game. That was when we just realized, you know what, we've got this here. And when we come out there, Grant, Comer, or Grant, Grant Cooper sorry, going straight to the net, Getting rewarded, uh, making a three-three, but 15, 20 seconds left in the in the second period. And again, when we come back out again, got the goal to go for the go-ahead goal. And if you watch again, there's three guys you could throw a blanket over within six feet of the front line to get that um, uh, fourth goal. So thoroughly deserved. Bad start, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But again, you've got to give Nottingham a bit of plaudits because they started really well. You know, they, they've done a couple of games against us this year where they've done that. And and we've, I think we went down, is either 2 0 or 3 0 in one of the games earlier in the season. I tried to come back as well. So it's it's a really, that's a big, big win in Nottingham. It's not an easy place to go. Corey Nielsen's got them playing a bit better. Um, but to come away with those two points really could be crucial as this stretch literally starts up again. Because that's that's only two losses in the league now in 14 games, I believe. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 I was a wee bit brassed off watching Twitter because it, I couldn't watch the first period. I was on my way to the airport and so much negativity from Giants fans who have all of a sudden turned into the best coaches in the world. Um, you know, give the guys a break. They played a lot of hockey. Get behind them. And, you know, spur them on while you're sitting at home watching the webcast or while you're at the, the arena. Because, I mean, you could hear the Giants fans at the arena over the top of six or five and a half thousand Nottingham fans. So, you know, just get behind them. Believe in what they're trying to do. Because this this team of the Belfast Giants is capable of putting another 10, 12 games running order and, and getting the wins on the board as well. So they come back and win that game 5-3. With people, you know, going off on one after 20 minutes, oh, we're never going to win this because they're 3-0 down. 3-0 down against anybody in this league. If we start clicking, we can win. Yeah, nobody can be as good an armchair uh, coach as I am, Mitt. So, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just leave it at that. But, Davey, you know, um, you mentioned Beskarwani, or sorry, as uh, as uh, Nan Green calls him, Beskarwani, which... I'm glad to hear again every every time he says it, but uh, you know, he, as you know, Sis said, and I, I was uh, I was guilty of it as well. He, you know, there was a level of criticism leveled at him, but he, he was coming up strong in this game. Look, Besco's a big old lad. He, he's been yes, of course, he's been playing hockey across the water, but you know, he's been out of the pro game now since whatever April last year. It'll take him just a few. I think Dicko mentioned it on um, commentary with Simon last week. You know, you, you still have all your ability, but timing just takes a little bit longer to get going. And you know, he's been he was better this week than he was last week. He'll be better this weekend than he was last weekend. So, you know, he's still the best netminder in this league. He hasn't lost his any ability. It's just timing issues, and that's all coming. That's coming together. So he made some real, real, real big saves in that game. And it was three two. Simon, we're talking about a different one. Yes, it could have been four one, but could also mean four two. They hit the they hit the post. You've seen it scrolling through the um yep. and I think Besco gets a little touch on the post. So really, really big um turning points in the game. And you talk about goalies stealing your games, and goalies have to steal games at certain points. And Jackson Whistle did it at times across the weekend. Obviously, four nil, and they didn't have an awful lot of rubber in Guilford, but he has to stop what he has to stop. And Carter from Friday night, he was man of the match, and he was actually man of the match by probably quite a distance. You know, I know we talked about the Giants in the second period were outstanding and then the third it was so tight he came up with a couple of real monster saves to keep us in it to keep us at 3-1 to keep us with that belief that we could get back in the game and Besk was obviously made a couple of big saves at 
at 3-1, 3-0, 3-2, you know, to keep us in that game and keep the belief that the Cooper, Conway, Goody, the other Coopers came in, done well, Laker, Hookie, they're all coming up with big goals at big times, but that can only be if the defence is good and the goaltending's good to give us that opportunity to get back in these games. So, team game, and I think everybody, is, as Adam said on on a couple of interviews, everybody put it on the rope in the same direction, great to see. Paddy, you know one other thing, and again, it doesn't seem like much, but you see the empty net goal. Laker, if, if Hookie had took that shot, if it was a year or two ago, Hookie would have probably took that shot left-handed from the right-hand side, and it's a difficult, you know, difficult shot, especially with a couple of guys in between them. But it's the experience of Hookie now, who just took himself, posed or you know, prepared himself, poised himself well, dropped it into a better position for for Laker, who was in the center of the ice. And slaughtered at home. That that is a big, big move because at that stage I still think it was a minute to go. He's got, he, you know, he's done really well to get to the red line. He could have took a shot from the right side, and you know, it, it's a tough shot to, to hit, especially left handed with a couple of guys in between. So really smart play by Hookie, and uh, Ben Lake just does what Ben Lake does. It's outstanding. Absolutely. Let's get the uh, let's get the thoughts of the coaches. Ooh. That's a lot to unpack. Uh, first off, it was, uh, again, a fantastic crowd. Um, a lot of energy in the building. Um, and to be honest, I thought uh, we played a pretty good game, a pretty fast game, pretty uh, competitive game. I thought, uh, no, obviously Belfast, I think they're they're cream of the crop. They're very, very good. Their first line scores every night. Um, and when I came here, I think I said I... I wasn't promising wins or us to be the best team, but uh, I said it'd be entertaining. And tonight was uh, certainly entertaining. It was up and down. There were goals, um, some confrontations, which are always good in this game. But, uh, you know, being three, nothing up, you would expect to um, hold it a little better. But, um, you know, to be honest, it's a situation where they get a shot, they get a goal. I mean, you know, it comes into a game where, you know, we have a, in the second period, I think we had five, maybe five grade A chances that didn't go in the net. Uh, I think their third goal, we had an empty net that didn't go in. Uh, they come back and score immediately within five, six seconds. And that's 4-2. That's game, you know, pretty close to over. But uh, it's situations like that right now that um, cost us at times and maybe some decision making. But... Again, it's a group that's uh, competing hard, working hard, pretty well drilled right now. It's just, uh, I would say, Belfast is a team at this stage that knows how to win, and that's something uh, we're, we're still learning. Yeah, it was a character one, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think, you know, going into tonight's game, I was a little worried just about our fatigue levels, or I don't know, I thought that we came into the game thinking we could kind of find our way into the game again, and obviously coming here with a, a big crowd like this and a you know, much improved Nottingham team. You know, we found ourselves behind the eight ball pretty quick. But, you know, we talked about it in the room, just when you think you're tired, you know, you have a little more. And uh, I think we found that out, you know, in the second period. It was a real gutsy character comeback. And, um, you know, we had some some big guys step up on our roster to, to gear, you know, carried everybody. And uh, everybody started to push and, and pull the rope and everybody fought back. And it was great to see, like I said, a real character team comeback. Highlights of that game are available from our friends at Panthers TV. Friends, friends at Panthers TV. Friends at Panthers TV. David, oh. <laughs> let's move on to the fan agenda. Brought to you by, by our actual friends at Belfast Giants TV. Um, a man who's been hanging on the line here for quite a while. We appreciate him waiting, but a man who, in the in the last twenty four hours, has received a call up for Team GB. Please welcome back to your view from the bridge, Sam Ruop. How are you doing, mate? Hello, hello. Wow. Turn uh, your phone you sideways. Oh. Oh, there we go. Is that better? <laughs> All oh. good. All hey, good. guys. Uh, no, thank you for having me on here again. I, I mean, wow, two times in one season. I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, how we are you guys doing? Not have you on with your with with the news in the last twenty four hours? Had you been called up for Team GB? Yes, absolutely. Uh, exciting news and uh, something that you know, I'm very honored and very proud uh, to be selected by Team GB. I think it's uh, going to be a great opportunity for myself to, 
you know, showcase uh, what I can do, but but also uh, learn and, and also get to learn uh, or get to know other players as well. So, no, I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. Obviously, you're you're in the lineup with Yola Jant in Whistle Lake and Hook. But is this something when you came over here that you maybe had in your mind and an opportunity to play international hockey for Team GB? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my mom uh, was born and lived in England until she was, uh, you know, 21. So uh, no, I have my my UK passport through her. So uh, it was always something on my mind that uh, you know one day potentially come over here and play and. No, getting to represent the, the United Kingdom and as a whole is uh, you know something very special, and I know it means a lot to to me and to my family as well. Sam, let's let's get back to our own domestic action, the the Giants. We obviously were down. We'll start last Wednesday night. We're down in Guildford. Good for good footstep towards the the final with that four 0 When we were talking earlier about the incident with like five six seconds on the clock, I think. Morgan's took a two-hand slash at you. Like, oh, first of all, how you how you feeling after that? That looked like on on Friday night it was still hampering you ever so slightly. Yeah, you know it's. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm feeling fine now. I, I'm I'm ready to play, but uh, no, just a bruise, uh, a, a long way from the heart. But uh, I, I was actually a little bit heartbroken on that one. I haven't had a breakaway in probably like 10 years. And, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I break my stick on the play and, and get injured. So, <laughs> you know, just kind of a tough one, but uh, that's the way it goes. You know, hopefully uh, next game, you know, I, I get another chance and I can put it in the back of the net. Yeah. The stick doesn't break. You're probably getting your chance on a penalty shot there, but these, these things, <laughs> these things happen. And, um, you know, we, we talked there, it's obviously been a bit of a tiring run as well. You know, there's been a few away trips and there's been a few, there's a lot of games coming thick and fast and it's, it's not really easing off either. Yeah. Yeah. We've been playing a, a bunch of games here, but uh, no, I think the team has done a really good job of, uh, you know, keeping uh, our bodies and, and minds in, in good shape and, uh, you know, doing lots of recovery or having recovery days at the, at the rink and, you know, getting our, our proper rest. So, no, I think the team is uh, is doing what they can to provide us uh, with everything, everything they can to allow us to to be the best possible players out there. So, no, it, I mean I enjoy it. Uh, bring it on, bring bring all the games you can. Uh, you know, uh, rather be playing hockey than than not. Sam. Um... I know you've, uh, you know, your roommates with Deco and a few of the other boys in the room who have got a bit of an accent. But so I'm just trying to prepare you before you go to Team GB. Peter Russell's accent is messed up. You're not going to be able to understand them. So you're going to have to stand beside Ben Lake or Lewis Hook so they can translate to you what he's saying. He's an ex-teammate of mine, so I know that he's very, very hard to understand. Um, but you know, again, getting that call up, um, you've got. Three more games now in your schedule, which um, again you just touched on. Any hockey player would rather be playing games and practicing, and and um, especially at your age, you must be really looking forward to the, the three games that are going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, big time. So, no, any any chance that uh, I can get onto the ice and uh, you know within games, uh, every moment is a a learning experience and something for me to get better as a player. So. No, I'm looking uh, looking forward to taking everything that uh, I've learned throughout the years and learned while being a player here under Kiefer and applying it to, to Team GB and, and showing them uh, what I can do. You're obviously now in your second season in Belfast. Um, you've settled in. You've you know the, the fans think you're you're just top lad, and we all think you're top lad from the podcast as well. Um, but you know what? Do you, what? How you how are you find the city in your second year? Obviously, you're. You're you're not studying anymore, so you're all you're doing is is getting ready to play hockey and and uh, you know enjoying the city. How's your second season going for you? Yeah, it's it's been uh, wonderful so far. I mean, uh, last year, yeah, I was I was pretty tied up with school, so I mean, any extra time I had away from the rink, I was kind of you know applying it to my studies. So uh, this year is uh, kind of a a wake up in a, in a sense. Like I, I didn't know what to do with with all my extra time, so. Uh, no, it, it's been great though. So, getting out into the city and uh, you know, exploring around uh, Northern Ireland is um, you know, it's 
a value in itself and you know trying to take it all in uh, all in here because uh no it's just uh, extremely beautiful and no I, i'm i'm having a great time this year the the only thing that can you know match it to next year is uh you know getting those three trophies so you know hopefully uh we can do that just looking at the three you lads here, I feel I didn't get the memo with regards to the uniform. So um, next time, just, just let us know, okay? Uh, the, um, uh, we're going to go do a few questions that are coming in from people watching in live. Campbell Porter, watching all the way from Sydney, Australia, says, has Kiefer talked to you about what to expect and the setup, et cetera, with regards to Team GB? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, he's he's kind of uh, prepared me, um, you know, just for the, for the play itself, you know, playing against, uh, obviously this league is... Uh, is really good uh, but you know we're playing against uh, players from all around the world and uh, so so he said to expect uh, it to be a little bit faster and you know guys uh, you make uh, make plays a little bit quicker so been trying to work on that in practice just uh, you know just snapping the puck around and um, yeah just kind of preparing myself that way so uh, no I like I said I, I'm I'm just uh, so happy and, and honored and really looking forward to it We've got Angela, who's you know, congratulates you for the GB selection, and asked sort of. Lewis said, you know, "Are you going to prepare differently going into this new challenge, or do you will you approach it just the same as you do every Jans game?" Uh, no, I, I have a routine that that I stick to. So uh, before and and after games uh, are played, uh, you know, I I do my warm ups, uh, I do my stretches, and I get what I need to prepare myself for for the game and also uh, to get in the proper recovery. So, no, I, I'm going to take everything that uh, I've learned and, you know, continue to be myself out there, uh, be uh, uh, the same player that I am, not not try to change. And um, hopefully it works out. And one more from Shauna. I say, you know, how did you feel after the win against Guildford last Wednesday? And how does the team feel? How is it in the room going into tomorrow night's uh, second leg? Yeah, that the uh, game against Guildford, uh, oh, that uh, I felt great, uh, you know, winning against them and putting ourselves in a, a really good position come tomorrow. But, uh, you know, with that being said, we, we can't take them lightly. We have to uh, come ready to play, you know, stick to our process, stick to our structure and, uh, you know, play the way that we do. Um, and, uh, you know, it uh, will work out in our favor. That's all. Thanks to everybody coming in. Thanks for all the questions coming in from uh, from people watching in live. David? Mute. Oh, mute. You're on mute, David. Mute. At least it wasn't just me this week. It's, 20, <laughs> it's 2020 again. Twice, you know, you're on mute. Um, we've, we've had a quick chat there about the um, Cup semi-final. We're always very superstitious in hockey not to go beyond the, the next game, but obviously a massive weekend. We can sort of split this because it's Cup and League. Massive weekend and League action coming up. You know, we've got Sheffield Steelers coming into town and, you know, they have been good this season. Yeah, they they have been really good. Uh, you know, another strong team. I mean, looking at the standings, it's oh, it's crazy how tight it is. So every game from, you know, this point on is uh, it's, it's playoffs for us. And, uh, you know, we have to take uh, each game one at a time. And so uh, looking forward to tomorrow. But you know, once that's done, we got to get uh, prepared for Sheffield because uh, you know it's it's going to be a really good couple games against them, and you know it uh, it can really make a difference in the standings. So you know we know how important these games are, and uh, you know we're doing our best to prepare for them. And before I just, I don't know if you've got a question, Sam, but before we let you do that, Sam, I'm just going to give an example. Uh, Simon mentioned earlier, uh, Pete Russell's accent. Let's see how, let's see how well you do with this. Got to worry about this tournament first and, you know, worry about tomorrow first before we start thinking too far ahead. But, you know, our goal and our outcome is to gain qualification. Is That's the, that's the ultimate goal for us right now. This tournament's been played in the Olympic Stadium in Cortina, where the Games were held back in 1956. These surroundings with the history on it is, you know, maybe when I was 26, 27, I wouldn't have thought about it being here, but when you're a little bit older and you see the rank. That's, uh, <laughs> that's Pete Russell from back in the qualification of Cortina in 2016. How'd you do with that, Sam? <laughs> you know, I, better than I expected, but uh, wow, what a, what a strong accent. So that's, uh, <laughs> you know, 
when I'm out there on the ice, I'm, I'm really going to have to pay extra attention. So uh, <laughs> that's grand. You know him well, Sam? I do know. He's a really good guy. Really, really good guy. And he's done a, an unbelievable job in difficult circumstances, obviously coming the whole way through the, the pandemic as well and, and getting into the top tier for, well, ultimately three years um, with the way the pandemic worked out. But the, the GB for... Obviously, this the, the next couple of games aren't for um, World Championships, which they're starting in May. But you know, it, it, it's it's a bit of preparation the, during the season. They very very seldom get the opportunity to meet up and and uh, try and work out. And I've seen some you know some negativity about people saying about you know bringing younger guys into a team. But you know what? I am all for women. <laughs> I, people just want to win. Guys just want to win. Uh, Pete's not going to be any different. He'll want guys to. You know, to put the best team together, and obviously Sam's one of the best defensemen in the league this year again. Um, so you know he'll want to basically add to that, and and uh, you know it's not just Sam's been added. Cam Crystal's in there, and Nathaniel Albert's in there. There's a couple of others as well. So you know it's it's a really strong lineup that they're putting together, and then putting the I think there's 31 guys in that uh, that were announced yesterday. Uh, so you know best of luck to Team GB in, in the next few weeks, and. And obviously leading down the road into the World Championships because they've got a big opportunity here to get back up again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So before we let you go, Sam, uh, you know we got the game tomorrow and the two games <clears throat> at the weekend. How's your preparation? How's the, how's the uh, atmosphere in the room? Yeah, it's it's really good. So uh, you know the, the guys obviously uh, back on the on the last weekend. You know a lot of hockey was being played. So. No, it's nice to be back home in Belfast and uh, get some proper rest. And, you know, I always say that, uh, you know, preparation equals uh, separation. So, you know, we're doing what we can and, uh, no, we're in the room where we're just happy with our position and the, and the challenge cup, but, um, you know, we, we're going to be coming ready to play because it's, it's not going to be an easy one. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. And um, we know we kept you waiting there for a while, so we appreciate you hanging on. Congratulations on your selection to Team GB and uh, and good luck in the next week or two on, on going through the season. Oh, thank you so much, boys. And, yeah, thank you for having me uh, here again. And, no, uh, you take care. Thanks, mate. See you tomorrow, Sam. Thanks to Sam. Big thanks to Sam for joining us. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, great to have him on uh, on Team GB, for those who follow Team GB. Uh, <laughs> like Davey, like Davey. <laughs> the, <laughs> right, uh, a bit of news. Um, I'll rattle through this. Uh, interesting weekend for the clan, who were beaten at home 3-1 by the Nottingham Panthers before taking the points themselves in Sheffield uh, with a 4-2 win in Yorkshire. And tonight, they've taken a 3-2 win over the Cardiff Devils at home. Uh, so they seem to be on uh, building up a little bit of form as they, as they build towards playoffs, because I guess that's the only thing they're fighting for at this moment in time. Um, Guildford dropped points themselves to Cardiff's, to Cardiff's, Cardiff, before uh, snatching an OT win in Coventry to remain top of the Elite League. Um, a bad weekend for Dundee with losses to the Storm and Fife. Um, the other semi-final of the Cup hasn't even begun yet. Uh, the first leg between <laughs> Fife and Sheffield will face off at the same time as we do on Wednesday night. Um, in Dops, uh, Mark Lewis of Cardiff was suspended for three games after he left the bench in Altrium to start a fight, but uh, there's no Dops video of that. And, um, and finally, the news, uh, we know Peyton Jones went to Nottingham. Uh, in Sheffield, the Steelers released Oscar Osland, who had actually been on injured reserve since the start of the season. Um, and from that, they picked up uh, Hayden Levine, their eighth goalkeeper, I believe, of the season. Um, that he was released uh, by Manchester earlier in the week. Uh, Dundee released Colin Joe. Storm picked up Tyler Barrow from the SPHL. And Cardiff released Rory Herman, uh, who went to Telford in the NHL as he searched for greater ice time. Um, bit of a shocker, actually, that win for the clan tonight, says. Um, I just looked at it. Cardiff. I, I, yeah. I knew it was on, but I wasn't really paying much attention to it because, to be honest, I thought the Devils were going to win it. They're they're playing decent at the minute, but you know what? Stephen Dixon's getting that group together there, and and uh, he would have knew a lot of those guys in Cardiff. So it's those little you know one percent that Stephen and Adam keep talking about that if you've got a chance to, to you know to add there to uh, you know the the information that you have to pass over to your players, and and obviously he's done that, but. You know what? The Glasgow clan, John Muse, 
that goalie, he mm-hmm. is good. Like, mm-hmm. He is really good. So, um, you know, he I, I haven't seen the game. I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't watched anything on social media, but I'd be surprised if he's not a big part of that win tonight. And the word, the only problem is it went the overtime. Um, you know, the, the Cardiff got a point out of it. So, yeah, uh, that's a bit of a, a pain in the ass, but um, look, it is what it is. And uh, Davey, eight goalkeepers for the Sheffield Steelers? Yeah, to be fair, you know, a bit of mischief making there, considering I think six of them have never <laughs> even put the jersey on. But, you know, they did announce a few two-way deals at the start of the season. Guys maybe played a few Challenge Cup games or whatever, but, you know, a bit of a merry-go-round net there. Levine's obviously tried and tested goalie with decent numbers. Um, so we give Greenfield a bit of uh, support there. As I would still expect Greenfield to be starting Friday night Belfast, but um, see how the weekend goes from there. Indeed. Uh, and speaking of the games this week, the Belfast Giants obviously will play the Guildford Flames on Wednesday night at 7pm at the SSE Arena before hosting the Sheffield Steelers on Friday and Saturday at 7pm. If you get yourself down for those, obviously 4-0 already in the game on Wednesday night, the second leg of the Challenge Cup semi-final, and, uh, and then those two massive games against Sheffield uh, on Friday and Saturday night. And after a lovely holiday across the Atlantic, Mr. Kitchen has three games in the space of four days. How are you doing, mate? Ask me on Saturday afternoon. Um, <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Again, I've, I've managed to catch up on the three games would have missed uh, last week and watched them all since I came back. And, um, you know, the tomorrow night's the most important one. It, it's always the next one. So 4 0 up against uh, Guildford. Um, the, the next goal in this tie is huge. So, you know, if, if, if we can. Keep them. At, uh, the longer the game goes on without them scoring, we have a better chance. And, um, and I believe that we've certainly got the the, the manpower. We've got the uh, the squad to do it. Um, but they'll, you know, Paul Dixon will have these guys up and ready to go. They haven't had a, a great January after a you know a flying start in the first three months or four months of the season. So I would say that Guildford will be ready to go tomorrow night. Uh, we had your mate Gareth Martin on last week. Um, obviously, he's been doing a great job behind the mic, and it was fascinating chat with him and about well, you know, his experiences with the Belfast Giants. But he's been doing a great job beside you. Brilliant! I, I really enjoyed doing it with Wee Marty, and he's on tomorrow night with me. Um, you know, he's looking forward to, to coming along tomorrow night. He's all. I mean, a day or two days before a game, he's always texting me to see about injuries and to see what we were talking about and who's the player to watch and um and he's right into it you know so um i enjoy doing it with him he he um he, he has a bit of a laugh doing it with me as well so i've known me we marty a long long time and um yeah it'd be interesting to the the you know what i'm trying to as as i did it with davy when he was here over christmas letting guys just go with it and you know trying to do play by play because it's not easy like you know it's i know i spurt some crap out a lot of the time uh, if not all the time, but um, easy, you know it's it's not easy. Um, um, but you know, Deco tried it last weekend, um, and then he's punching me in the arm, trying to get me to take back over again. I'm going, no, you, you work away there. So uh, Davey did it, Paddy's did it, or sorry, Deco did it, and uh, Marty's tried a wee bit as well. So hopefully, well, well, Davey, line. Davey mentioned think- that last week, didn't you, Davey? When he, when he walks away and goes, you go, you just keep going there. I I know what he's angling at. He's angling at a night off. So he is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm angling at trying to take a back step, and because I've, I've yeah. so much other things to do on a game night now, but being the looking after the sponsors with, with Steve, so yeah. it's um you know the, the partners are really important, and and you, you just want to even if you're poking your head around the door for a couple of minutes to say hello, hi, are you, and thanks for your support, it's important. Um, and the webcast, with the greatest respect, you know the it's all like you guys, you know it's important for you guys because it's the only way you get to see the games. Um, but you know, if, if we can find somebody else to do it, I, I would take a back step at the minute. Um, to, to try and as you say, even if it's only you know one game a month or you know trying to take them one night off a month to try and give it to somebody else to do it, it would be handy. But, um, yeah, it's again, I think I'd probably miss it if the other way around. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely, those games, as I said, uh, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., the Guildford Flames in the Challenge Cup. We've got Friday night, the Pride night for the Belfast Giants, 7pm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Saturday night, 7pm against Sheffield Steelers as well. And if you're not down to the SSE, you should get down to the SSE. But if you can't get down, Mr. Kitchen and his uh, his various courts will be taking you through the game on uh, Giants TV. Any other business, gentlemen? 
I think Laura mentioned all the stuff that I would have mentioned. So she, she went through quite a bit at the start. It was great. Obviously, just the one the one thing. Um Joel's uncle passing away there. Joel's obviously not oh, here yes, tonight. Indeed. Massive, massive thanks to Kitsy for stepping in, of course. Absolutely. Um, but obviously, if Joel's watching or you watch the on catch up, our thoughts with you, big man. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And with that, we'll uh, we'll start to, to wrap up the show. You know, the three games we've went through. Big thanks to Laura and to Sam Rupp for coming and joining us. Uh, you can get us at AVFTV on Twitter. You can get us on Facebook and uh, various others. Kingdomofthegiants.com. Uh, and send us an email podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. Mr. Majemsi and Mr. Kitchen, good to see you. Thanks for your thanks for your time and your input to the show. And um, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.